The Scandinavians might have discovered the secret to happiness, and you don't have to go through a weird maze of furniture to get to it on this episode of Live Happy Now. The ancient Greeks defined happiness as the joy you feel moving towards your potential. To think about positive psychology, it's a science, and it's actually younger than the internet, believe it or not. The reality is that social connection is, in the research, the greatest predictor we have of long-term happiness. You have some factors in your control that can promote the health and resilience and growth of your absolutely most important asset, which is your brain. And so it all comes down to understanding ourselves. There's a way for all of us to succeed, but, but it might take different things. We're all looking for the same thing, and that's a way to bring a little bit more joy to our day. Join us as we look at the many different paths that lead us to that happy place. This is Live Happy Now. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Live Happy Now podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Houston. Pleased that you are making us a part of your day wherever you are in the world and however you may be listening. We are excited to have you here. We are talking about the Scandinavian secret to happiness in this episode. Nikki Brantmark is our guest and the founder and creator of the award-winning daily interior design blog, My Scandinavian Home, which was inspired by her move to Sweden from London. Now, Nikki has a master's in psychology from the University of Edinburgh, and she joins Live Happy Science editor Paula Phelps to talk about Logum, the Swedish art of living a balanced and happy life. Nikki, I welcome you to our podcast, and I thank you for joining us. Uh, I know we have quite a time difference going on, so I appreciate you taking time out of your day to meet with us. Sure. Thank you for inviting me. Well, we really wanted to talk about this topic of Lagom. Let's make sure I'm saying this correctly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's very fascinating because it's different than being minimalistic. So can you explain the, the philosophy to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Lagom is a Swedish word. It's a philosophy and it, um, it doesn't have a direct translation in English. So it can be loosely translated as not too much, not too little, just right. It's about finding a balance and it can be applied to just about anything. So, you know, your tea could be lagom, uh, lagom warm, your trousers could be a lagom fit, you work a lagom amount. And it's very much a personal word about this balance, you know, finding a balance that works for you as a person. Well, where did that all come from? Where's the origination of the mindset? Yeah, it's an interesting one because, um, I mean, the, the jury is still a little bit out on this. And there's a sort of common thought that it originates from the Viking times. Um, and this phrase, Lagat Om, which basically means to pass around, which means around the team. And it's thought that the Vikings would sit in a circle drinking their mead and they'd pass this one bowl around and then each take a sip. Um, and so they'd all meet, need to make sure they took just enough. So there was still enough to go around everybody. So in today's world, how is it applied? Yeah, I mean, I think like then it was about, you know, thinking of others and making sure that everyone had enough. The Swedes themselves are quite interesting people. You know, they're very independent. Um, you know, they like to be able to look after themselves. But they're also really good at working together for the collective good. So... Um, 
this term, uh, the philosophy of Largum is really ingrained in their society, um, pretty much into every single aspect of their life. And it just means that they're really good at finding this balance um, when it comes to loads of different things, whether it's work, life, um, whether it's the way they eat food, whether it's the way they decorate their home. Is it something that your your culture is conscious of, or is it has it become so ingrained in how you live that it's not like people are getting up every day and saying, "I'm going to be more lagom today," they're, or they're just getting up and doing it? Which you know, because here we're still trying to figure out how to pronounce it and what it means. So, so is it something <laughs> sure. that is conscious, or is it just part of your lifestyle? I would say, I mean, it's so ingrained in, in their psyche that I don't think that, to be honest, they would think about it for a second. And to be honest, you know, it's only when you look from the outside in, um, you know, I'm from London, but I live in Sweden, that you sort of point things out to them. And they just sometimes say, we're not, we don't, not that large anymore. You say, well, you do, you leave work dead on time. You know, you, you eat really, really nice, healthy, you cycle everywhere, you incorporate exercise into your daily routines, and they really do, and they sort of say, yeah, you're right, I hadn't thought of all that. So I actually don't realize that. I think, you know, myself, I've had to, you know, adopt some of these things, you know, it's made subtle changes, which I think have been brilliant, but they certainly wouldn't think about it. That's really interesting because, you know, obviously Sweden is always in the, in the top few of the happiest countries in the world. And we see a lot of patterns, same thing with Denmark, Norway, there are certain practices, and it just coincidentally, you end up in a happier, you know, happier place in, in your rankings. So what is it about the process of living this way and this practice that is making people happier? Yeah, I mean, I've been sort of thinking about this so much, you know, all the way while I was writing my book, I questioned so many of my friends and family, grilled them relentlessly. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I think, you know, ultimately what, what Swedes and Scandinavians in general are so good at doing is that they slow down, they take their time to do things in the right way. So they might, you know, for example, when they go on holiday, they might then they'll take a decent length of time. You know, in the summer, they take three to four weeks off, which means they can relax. They won't pack it. You know, they won't pack it to the brim with this really hectic schedule of things. They'll leave sort of time totally free to just do whatever they want with, for example. Um, and I think that that's what they're really good at. You know, they do things more fuss-free. They don't make things overcomplicated. Yeah, and your book is it's fascinating to read, and what I love about it is it's something you can pick up, and you can pick up anywhere in the book and get what you need from it, whichever, you know, whether it's at work or home or on vacation, how you want to, to apply this. Um, and, and so how do you start applying this in different areas? Because there are so many different ways. How do you find your entry point? Oh, that's such a good question, because it is. I mean, it literally could be applied to any part of your life. But, you know, when I was looking at, you know, myself personally, for example, because when I arrived from London, I was totally, you know, stressed out, walking probably about 10 times faster than everyone else in the street, <laughs> I realized. You thought you were doing <laughs> yeah, a race? There was... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was winning every day. But I think that um, there are certain aspects of, of your life that I think people sort of, 
plays more prominence on. You know, if you're a sort of your home bard and, and it's a, your environment's really important to you, I think it'd be, you know, a good thing to start there. You know, it's a place where you wake up each day and you, you finish each day. So if you declutter and you, you get rid of the things that aren't useful and you don't love and you surround yourself with things that um, serve a purpose and you have a nice, clean, calm home that's also comfortable... You're already, you know, you're already giving yourself a great start to the day, for example. Um, and then I think, you know, if you work a lot and you find yourself working too much and you're stressed out, then maybe you need to think more about taking breaks. They have these fika pals in Swedish, it's called fika, which means to take a coffee and a cake. And you do not want to get in the way of a Swede's fika. Oh, right. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> yeah. They are institutions country. They are taken several times a day, and that you really do stop whatever you're doing. The tools go down. Everyone takes it very seriously, and you literally probably drink the strongest coffee you've ever had, and have a nice little sweet treat, and just sort of catch up with a friend or with a colleague, and they'll you know do it regularly just to take a bit of time out. And actually, it's shown that you get more efficient because of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I think Live Happy needs to make that mandatory here in the office. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. (laughs) And so what about, you know, you talked about with your home. What about with your family? How how do you practice this? Because home and family are kind of two, they're similar, but they're two different things. Yeah. I mean, I'm a mother. I've got two kids. I live, my husband's Swedish. And uh, funnily enough, one of the things that that is really amazing about Sweden, I think, is that um, it's totally sort of a very equal society, you know, and it's um, everyone, it's about everyone, each person bringing something to the table and making sure that neither of you has too much or too little to do. So, like, everyone works, everyone helps with the kids, the men will take paternity leave. Um, I think 85% of Swedish men take paternity leave, which is amazing. It just means yeah. it's so much easier for everyone. Um, so um, I just think it's really important to think about the share of the home chores, because let's face it, it's not all that very fun. And, you know, trying to make sure that you do an equal amount. I think, um, you know, and with children as well, it's really important that that they're not you don't overdo it we're all like you know we all think we've got to do millions of activities and we're racing around taking tennis and gymnastics and athletics and football and trying to do all these arts and crafts we think we're meant to be doing with them and baking and at the end of the day it's actually really good for them to be a little bit bored sometimes and just come up with their own things yeah. I think we need to take a bit of pressure off ourselves as parents and sort of allow that time for our kids just to be. Yeah, there's an excellent new study that has come out that shows that boredom is actually good for us because it makes us exercise our mind a little bit more than just kind of filling it up. And it really sounds like with Lagom, that's what you end up having to do. You do use your mind and you do let it calm down a little bit too. Yeah, it's really the fundamental part of it. I mean, Swedes really are quite close to nature. They, you know, everywhere you go in Sweden, you're very near to nature. The mountains, the seas, the lakes, everything. And I think they're very calm people because of that in many ways. And um, they are quite good at switching off in that way. They'll go out for a day to the forest. They'll, you know, in the summer, they'll go out to nature and sort of stay in the summer cottages and everything. And... Um, 
I think they're quite good at that sort of switching off their mind in a, in a calm way. It's becoming more important in this sort of crazy, fast-paced world we live in as well. Yeah, and I can see, like, I have, I have every confidence that I could go to Sweden and I could practice this and I could probably do fairly well at it, um, given a little practice. <laughs> but here in the States where it is more hectic and, and we don't have a whole society that's valuing it, how does someone start implementing this in, in a surrounding where other people might be like, what do you mean you're going to take a coffee break? Um, <laughs> you know, how, how do they how do they balance that? Think of in a, a whole world? tray of cakes. I'm sure they'll all be at that <laughs> coffee break. <laughs> Bring them to your side. <laughs> but you know, because your book I mean, brings up so many great ways to do it, and and my thinking was, I loved everything in your book, and it's like, oh, how do you get the others around you to to buy into what you're doing? Well, you know, I think one of the things is that we all, we all sort of, it's so easy to become a bit competitive, isn't there? You know, if you're the one leaving the office on time and and if you're the one that, you know, and then they're all sort of still sitting there going, half day today, or because I know that happened in London, or if, you know, you're the one to be taking loads of copy breaks and everything. I think it's important to obviously be aware of your surroundings and those, but maybe it's good to set an example too and be confident in what you're doing. And I think also, you know, if someone says you that another speaker break, you could say, talk about these studies that show that you become more efficient if you give yourself a bit of a break. Right. You know, maybe even HR. You know, try. I think it's really important for us all to challenge the status quo a little bit and don't feel pressured by other parents or other. Other, you know, people that go to the gym every day and you start feeling really guilty. I think it's just really important to think about yourself and and how you, you know, you know how you cope with that. Yeah, and and probably it helps too if you can start in your home and start adopting some of these practices and then and let it spread out, or in your group at work and and kind of let it, you know, percolate and spread among your your circle. Yeah, I mean, the home is perfect because it's, it's totally your own oasis. It's your own environment. So you've got total control over it. So that's a really, really nice place to start. And I think, you know, if you do end up having a really, really hectic day and you've got no control over it whatsoever, it just so happens that's the way. At least when you come home, light some candles. The Swedes love their candles, and I can see why, because they're just really calming and nice warm glow and sort of warm and cosy. And, um, you know, give yourself some space just to sit and read a book, do something offline that will help you to feel more comfortable and calm. Now, are people going to kind of have withdrawals if they start doing this? Like, Is there a, a kind of easing yourself out of the busy world kind of program to help us do this better? <laughs> or? The beauty of the Largon Principle is that you don't need to deny yourself any pleasures. You know, if you want to go completely crazy and swing from the chandeliers, like go ahead and swing <laughs> from the chandeliers. And <laughs> it doesn't mean you can't drink an espresso martini for the rest of the month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's like if you want to just pick out on like patty food and enjoy it, go ahead, like eat a massive slice of cake. And it's never about then ab- abstaining. It's literally about... That's absolutely fine, but you know, maybe the other day try to keep it a bit more healthy and try not to, you know. So it's 
it's about just finding that balance and it's not not a major thing i think it's just subtle changes that don't need to be huge that will make a little difference to your life and what i like is from from your book it really feels like it's not a high pressure thing that would be like going against what we're trying to accomplish it's not like you have to do all these things it's it's just it's a very gentle kind of suggestive way of of finding new things to do and and new ways to live your life yeah i've tried to keep it sort of you know just it's just fun and light-hearted and they're just subtle things often you know i've spoken to friends here some of them you know everyone likes different things like one of my friends here who's Maya Brett, who's from Greenland, she takes a morning dip every single day, even in the middle of winter when it's like minus five really? in the snow. <laughs> She's completely crazy. I said, how do you do it? And she said, it's wonderful because you feel so amazing afterwards. And it's like all these studies to support that. And I thought, well, I put that in. That might be for someone. And she sort of gives an example of how you get yourself into this freezing water. Um, <laughs> you know, fun things like that. Or there might be um, recipes, craft ideas, because Swedes are really into, like, crafting and, and um, DIY and making their own things and, to, you know, making bird seed for the birds. It might be, you know, it depends on who you are, but hopefully there's sort of little tips and tricks, something for everyone in there, I think. Yeah. And then the happiness follows. It's what it really struck me as. It's not like you. This isn't a book that you pick up because, by golly, I'm going to learn how to be happy, so I'm going to read this book. It's all these great little tips and practices, and and the happiness follows. I really hope so because I personally have. Um, when I arrived here, as I said, I was totally, you know, a little stressed, a little bit sort of like really good, burning the candle at both ends. But, you know, I've just taken on board some of these things. I don't do everything. I'm, to be honest, I'm really, really sometimes definitely not log off, <laughs> as my Swedish husband would say. But, you know, I've, I do do some of these things in my daily life just without thinking about it. You know, I'll take my bike to the shops without thinking about it instead of a car. I'll go out to the woods in the weekend and stuff like that just for a walk and maybe collect some things to bring home. And, and it just I've just noticed that over time... I become happier so it was just you know I just thought oh this is a really nice thing to be able to share with other people that's fantastic Nikki I really appreciate you spending some time with us today I know that our listeners will benefit so much from your book and I really enjoyed it it's it's just a great easy read and I think it's um you know send it to your uh, stressed out relatives because this is going to be a great Christmas <laughs> gift for them, and it's going to make your holidays a lot easier. Yeah, perfect. I'm sure everyone will have a very relaxed Christmas this year. It has been such a pleasure to talk with you. I, I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for having me on. And if you would like to learn more and living a happy life, you can go to livehappynow.com. And while you're online, feel free to send us your feedback. You can find us on Twitter at LiveHappy, Facebook.com slash LiveHappy, or send us a podcast at LiveHappy.com. For everyone here at LiveHappy, I'm your host, J.R. Houston, saying so long and thank you for helping us to live happy.